God, thanks for ruining it. Okay, so we watched a video the other day. Um, it was an eye-opening video. Would you all agree? Did you watch the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched it. Yeah. Okay, so it was an eye-opening video. Pretty much, pretty much, it was about uh, teaching in China long term, and it was made by a famous Chinese YouTuber. And he was pretty much saying I don't that. His name? Well, you try not get him any fucking no. reviews. Ser- Ser- Serpent Zeta. And, <laughs> or Serpences, I like to call him. Uh, it was actually one of the better videos I've seen of his. It was pretty good. And um, he pretty much just made it real of like, oh, this is what it's going to look like if you stay in China for a long time and try to teach and make that your career. And I heard about it from Jack, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And boom, I was right there with him. It was concerning. So what were y'all's thoughts on the video? Okay, well, I saw it, and um, the, the title is, uh, it's, it's okay to be an English teacher in China, and that's, you know, obviously what most people are in China, that's the job, we're all that, and, uh, you know, it, it made me feel relieved, because I'd been worrying about kind of being an English teacher and having no identity for a long time, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, this video came out, I was going to get hella happy, and then... Um, it, he, he said all this stuff like, oh, you know, I used to be an English teacher and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with it and you don't have to be ashamed and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then he ends up saying all this, you know, negative stuff. What was that negative stuff, Pat? <clears throat> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that negative <laughs> stuff was, um, the thing that got me is he showed videos of uh, English teachers in China who were, one of the guys was a bald guy. He looked like he was probably, what, mid-40s, 50 Probably 40s. Yeah, 40s. Okay, so 40s. And he was bald, and he was sitting in a chair, and he was singing along to like some bullcrap song that you know his training school forced him to teach. And he was like making like pig noises and crap like that. And as a 40-year-old man, you do not want to be doing that. Okay, I'll say it just for the the audience. Go ahead. Get over here, man. You're too far away. For the audience, the, the pig thing that he's talking about, it was, okay, three pigs. One, two, three. Oink, oink. It was basically that. And yeah. he did it with two other animals as well. And, and when he did the oink, oink, he held his nose. Yeah. Uh, that sucked. <laughs> so I would never want to do that. So, okay. So, y'all, uh, when y'all saw the guy doing the pig video, did that was that an eye-opener for y'all? Like, oh, dang. I don't want to do that. Yes, but I probably wouldn't be here for that long doing it for yeah, yeah. so many years. Like, And then again, I mean, who knows how long that guy's oh, actually yeah. been here. I'm 32, so I'm. My plan is to stay here for two years and then uh, go back home. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So for you, and you had a uh, a pretty good career back in Australia. Yeah, so, yeah and yeah. you'll have that waiting for you when you get back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, so uh, go back to school and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so for you, I don't think the video would even be a problem because it's like, well, that's not even a worry for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know I'm not going to be here for a long definitely, time. Definitely, definitely. It's so, not, not yeah. applicable to me, really. So yeah. yeah. And like, when I came to China originally, I was planning on staying for 20 years. And after seeing that video, oh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Murray, what about you? Oh, but Mark, if you were to go, in, if you were planning to live here mm. for, you know, at least 20 years, how would that video make you feel? Uh, if I was planning to do it for a... You know, if I was planning to stay here for 20 years, then, um, yeah, I don't know. It would probably make me feel pretty bad because, yeah, I mean, he did have some points. Like, you 
you kind of feel like you're not improving on your skill set as you mm, kind of yeah. progress in life yeah, and yeah, such. And um, <laughs> that was the big thing. Yeah, and also doing doing little uh, you know demos like that guy was doing on the video as well is pretty um, demeaning, degrading, I suppose. Yeah, yeah as well. Yeah, like, for yeah. sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I did talk to this video um, with a guy who I know, and he's only 22, and he said to me um, like, "Yeah, I feel okay doing it now, but I'd hate to be here when I'm like 32, for example." He said that'd just oh, be degrading. At me. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. But it seems to me this is coming down to uh, an age thing, you know. And it's when's the point where you kind of say this kind of work teaching young kids is uh i've gotten too old for it it's not for me and that might be because it's degrading or it might be just because you don't have the energy anymore which was and that was said in the video too um or you you're looking for a job where you start to feel like you're a bit more i don't know valued uh by the people you're working for but here you know you really do feel like that performing monkey at times and the video really tried to highlight those moments look i'm i'm very focused on being a man i think being a manly man is extremely important i think it's underrated um and uh i've heard that (laughs) i've heard that when you hold a baby um your testosterone goes down um and i'm pretty sure that if you're playing with kids i'm going yay you know shit like that um, your testosterone goes down as well. And if you're doing that every fucking day for, sorry, for, um, sorry. Scary, if you're doing I that. Invite him on the podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not used to the, you know, Christian <laughs> culture. Um, yeah, why yeah. did he say bad? You said the F word. Oh, oh my go God. Go ahead, man. Yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? You were saying testosterone. Yeah, so um, your testosterone go down <laughs> and uh, and um, another thing was the other day I was doing a class with um, this girl and um, she like I was like, Okay, okay kids, you know, like um, can you say I like blah 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 and like I like blah and then she said, um, Oh Jack, don't do that and then later and I didn't I said, What what's wrong? And then um, she said, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. And then, like, I was very curious because if I'm told, you know, don't do something or whatever, then, you know, it's obviously going to uh, stay around in my mind. And <clears throat> and then I asked her later on and she said, oh, you know, like, it's not wrong to do, but it just made you sound like a woman and I just didn't like hearing it. You know? What? So, yeah, that's, what that's what Fiona that was, said. Really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, other than the fact that it sounded feminine, there was nothing wrong with it. So uh, the job... I think is potentially very off-putting to women and it might carry over into your home life. You know, you're not going to get any, you know, oh, just whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, that's a strange reason, though. I would say that's, like, my least concern. No, I just think over the long term, that's a bit sketchy. I think yeah, a bit. you un- might un- underestimate the power of that. Mm. Yeah, I would say, I don't know, I would say that's probably, okay, you're going to have bigger problems than that. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your bigger problems, I think, like you were saying, we it actually... We talked about the second... The yeah, second okay, yeah, thing. there was a second video, and this one is crucial, because it was the worst one. Oh, wait, wait, what's the bigger problems? You got cut off mid no, 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 I'll get to it, I'll get to it. <laughs> Thank you for caring about it. <laughs> uh, there was a guy in a second video who was uh, doing like a turkey act. I guess he was teach- teaching kids how to say walk like a turkey. Yeah. 
And it was a room filled with kids, and they had their moms behind them, like, you know, I guess supporting them. And he had a Chinese employee to each one of his sides, and he was dressed up like an effing turkey. And he was probably same age as the other guy, probably uh, 40, yeah, yeah, 45, yeah. something like that. And yeah, it was hard to tell for that yeah, guy. Late 30s, probably. But he was, yeah, he was old. And he started walking like a freaking turkey in front of all these parents. And chest puffed and chest ass puffed. sticking out. A sticking out and... <laughs> and they were laughing at him too. And they were laughing and, at him and, and his, his arms elbows, were like, yeah, oh. his elbows back. It was so pathetic. Like to me, it looked like adult abuse. Like no adult should have to do that crap. Yeah, That's like Holocaust crap. It's like, look, dude, I'm an adult. I don't want to compare this to the Holocaust, but <laughs> it's close to it, man. No adult wants to act like a daggum fool. It's okay if you do it in front of kids. That's fine. But if you do this crap in front of effing adults... Then you feel like an idiot. Yeah. You feel like a complete moron, and you feel like this is not fair to me. Because the adults are watching you thinking, oh, man, this poor guy. If it's kids, they don't know any better. They're like, oh, this guy's fun, and that's okay. But if it's every freaking mother, and some of these mothers are probably going to be attractive, and it's like, oh, this hot girl, man. I'm <laughs> like a turkey. <laughs> that comes back to my testosterone attraction thing. So you just mentioned it. You didn't even realize it. No. I was talking about hot girls are <laughs> watching you. Yeah, so that's a thing. That's a thing to do with manliness. I yeah, but it's not gonna. Culture. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but if yeah, you yeah. have a girl, then it's like that doesn't really matter. If you're single, then you feel like, oh man, this is pathetic. But you if know? your girlfriend comes to work, you know, girlfriend comes to work. Today, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. It's not gonna look. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, uh, yeah. Go hypothetical ahead. question: If you were uh, doing this same job, like walk like a turkey, and you know the guy was giving it his all he was doing a great job great turkey and if you were doing that in front of a tv um to say hundreds of thousands of viewers or in front of a live show like a with a stadium <laughs> full of uh, young screaming kids mm. and you're making a fortune i mean surely it's just as embarrassing and degrading right uh, no. no. I think no. Successful, you know. Yeah, that is successful. It's like, dude, you're killing it, man. Because there's plenty of actors on like Nickelodeon shows that are adults and they have to do, you know, goofy stuff. But it's like, who knows? Maybe they're goofy now, but in the long run, they might actually get a decent career out of this. I know there's a guy named, y'all probably don't know him. His name is Josh Peck from an old Nickelodeon show called Drake and Josh. But he was like the goofy moron that was like, oh, he's so funny. And he was a little kid. And then he grew up and he lost his weight. He was fat. He lost his weight. And now he's like a serious actor and he's legit. Probably making millions of dollars. And it's like, yeah, at one point he was the joke. But now he's laughing at people who are laughing at him. <laughs> True, but then again, is that going to happen for this guy in the turkey no. costume? Probably. Oh yeah, the turkey right. guy has no shot yeah. in heck, man. Yeah. <laughs> then, he ain't making that, it out yeah. of that classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, only yeah, that, as well, he was also kind of uh, made the center of attention, kind of based off that video too. Yeah, yeah. Online, so yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a certain <laughs> um, like coolness that comes with being famous doesn't matter how your fame came like even if you had to act like a turkey the fact of the matter is you're famous and everybody thinking you're a loser isn't famous so it's like well at least i'm famous but this guy in the turkey thing not famous he'll never be famous he's just gonna be a loser he might be now you never know yeah but uh yeah so the guy did the turkey thing and that was degrading and what i was getting at before then was uh part two Part two, Part two yeah. was... And my take on it is... 
<laughs> that was uh, my. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no it was, yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was there was an important point that you were trying to make. After yeah, Jack, yeah. And then you cut back to that. So. Biggest oh, problem. Yeah, yeah. Biggest oh, problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. It was what you were saying, right? And uh, there's a guy that I worked with. And he was from South Africa, and he was very legitimate, like a very well-dressed, well-put-together guy. He was probably 33, 34, so a little older than most of the Chinese teacher, uh, English teachers here. And he was always talking to me. He's like, man, I just feel like I got to get out because I feel like the longer I'm here, the longer I'm delaying my actual real career, and that's concerning for me. I feel like I need to get out while I can. And I was like, I always just heard it. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah, I guess you're right about that, blah, blah, blah. So he did. He eventually was like, okay, I'm just quitting. I'm done. And he went back to South Africa. He got a job there. But what he was scared of was your career is on a hold. It's like you're not going to university. You're not bettering your resume. You're just sitting there. And yet you're making money, but that's all you're making. You're not making anything else. So it's like, is that really worth sticking it out for 10 years? Because when you go back to your home country... You're not going to be the washed up old guy that has nothing to show for his life. Do you want to be that guy? Because that's not a good guy to be. All these other people were achieving things within their country while you were just off the freaking, like you were off the map. Nobody knew where you were. You just went nowhere and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, you taught in China. That's interesting, but we don't really care. Honestly, we don't. We, We want, you know, relatable skills and you didn't give us that. So you did nothing for 10 years. I just feel like it's a disaster. It's just a disaster waiting to happen. And the longer you stay here, the longer you're just putting your career on standstill. Yeah, Not a good I, idea. I, I completely agree with yeah. you. Um, pretty much, you know, based on I did um, back home, I was a personal trainer for 10 years. And I came here for two years as a kind of intermission, I suppose, like a break. And um, yeah, but I completely get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I couldn't stay here for 20 years. No way. No. Because I'm just not improving on my skills, so yeah, yeah. what are you really going to do with that? So, yeah. yeah. Now, the question is, uh, is it a good idea to be like, oh, well, you know what? You could take the route of just teaching at a training school and just be like, well, I'm going to like a turkey for 20 years. Or you could be productive and do something, learn skills while you're here while teaching. Is that a, A, is it a good idea? Obviously, it's a good idea. But B, is it actually going to help you? Anybody? Um, okay, so after seeing this video, I really freaked out, obviously. <laughs> um, and, you know, it just like, kind of pushed me to learn, uh, <laughs> learn coding more. Like, I was already kind of interested in it, but then this, like, like when I thought about learning coding at the beginning, it was uh, maybe three days before I saw this video. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, that'd be a cool hobby or something. But yeah, now I, I feel like it's it's not even an option to learn. I have to learn it. Um, I know that it'll take a long time. Mario said it takes two years to learn a language, but um, you know, and he and he's, he that's over four hours a day, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I don't. Know, it might take a bit longer than that for me. It might take I don't know four 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 years. Uh. But I think yeah. I just I think is I have to be able to do it if I want to be able to get any potential, um, skill that I can. Like if, you know, the worst comes to worst and I have to go back to Australia, then I can do something with that, I think. I don't think people are going to be like, yeah, you've got uh, programming skills, but we don't care. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, and um, I do feel that that programming thing would really help um, in teaching. And I, I've just heard that 
a good way to go in China at least is to try and become a manager of teachers of other foreigners and uh, and I just feel if I can eventually get to that plus doing something like making apps for schools as well as like like my own school plus doing freelance stuff for other schools maybe that that, that could keep me safe I think maybe and and have dignity as well mm. okay yeah, yeah. I would say coding is a good skill to have. And I think if you can learn it, like you said, it's not a degree type skill where it's like, oh, if you don't have a degree, it's not worth crap. No, it's still worth stuff because you can still do big, important jobs. Because nobody can create their own website. Nobody can uh, make their own app. They just can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. Nobody can do it. So if you can. can do it. Yeah, Murray can do it. <laughs> but, but most people cannot do it and if you can't do it then you gotta find somebody that can and if you're the guy that can do it doesn't matter if you work for a company or not you're more than likely gonna be able to find some kind of work and you'll be kind of safe but uh yeah so that's a good idea probably mechanical work would be a good idea learning how to work on cars and stuff like that's, that that's another thing that I, I was really thinking about like if I had to go back to Australia um you know plumbing has a good salary in Australia mm. and uh you know that they're really required but um but i've just heard that the whole deal is it's like if you're like over 30 or whatever or 25 it's almost impossible to get internships mm. um so that's really not even an option you know yeah, yeah. 31 now what that's about okay what about uh, learning chinese though because learning chinese mm. is definitely a skill yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's... being bilingual and going back home you can definitely use that yeah um, um so that's a definitely something which you could also count yeah, it's, it's really hard to know how good your level has to be until you can get a job in that because i looked up a, a list of skills that um are really required and it said coding is number one and they and they also said like translating especially chinese and spanish mm. um are really valuable as well yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah, definitely the Chinese language is going to help a lot. I would imagine that would give you benefits in um, any kind of career where you're going to have interaction with uh, Chinese people. For example, I hate to go there, but flight attendants. <laughs> flight attendants. Um, just any kind of job like that where it's like, okay, we're going to have Asians. They're going to need us. You're the guy. And you would be in high demand, definitely. Um, so, yeah, the Chinese language is good. Now, me personally, I'm learning zero skills. I've been doing YouTube and podcast, and that's about it. So it's like, uh, you know, a shot in the dark for me. You know, I'm hoping to hit that grand slam. <laughs> but as far as skills go, I'm not learning any skills. So I know me personally, I refuse to learn skills. So me personally, I got to get out, man. It's the only well, option. Well, you actually do have a minor skill. Um, you're editing with YouTube stuff. That could potentially transfer over or at least no, I'd, I'd definitely no I would say it would be a very mild skill that might have like some inbred from Alabama that's like I need a commercial it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they have no idea how to work a smartphone but it's like most people could do what I do on the phone when it comes to like oh let me get your laptop and pull up like photoshop or some crap it's like eh that ain't gonna work I'm not gonna be able to do that uh, so no, extreme, uh, no, chill out, man. He's like, time, man, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
There's no time on the thing. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes right now. Is that okay for you? Don't we have to stop at 20 because it's going to cut out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know when it cuts out. It cuts out on like uh, 620 frames right now. And we're at like 520, so we got 100 to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, on top of it. <laughs> but yeah, so I think if you're in China and you're just not going to learn the skills and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do the English and that's just what I'm going to do and it's a good salary. Because this thing, it is a good salary. Yeah, very. I mean, What's we the salary. The salary is going to be between probably lowest 12. Uh, I'll do this in US dollars. Uh, lowest you're going to get probably somewhere around $2,000 a month. That's going to be like if you're a sucker getting taken advantage of. Uh, highest you're going to get is probably going to be about 5000 a month. That's if you're absolutely killing it. So 5000 a month, and that's after taxes, by the way. So 5000 a month, if you get to that level, I mean, that's much better than a lot of these American jobs are doing. Um, way better than the American teachers, way better than most American jobs. However, you're not getting the retirement, you're not getting the safety, you're not getting a lot of crap. So you got to consider that. It's almost like you're a professional athlete in a way. You know, professional athletes, they get a lot of money, but they don't get retirement. They don't get certain things that normal jobs do get. So they got to be careful with how they use their money because once they're done, that's it. They're not getting any more money. So yeah, they're gonna be okay because they've got you know twenty million dollars. But for us, we might only have you know six hundred thousand dollars when we retire, and it's like, well, you got to live off that forever. Are you gonna be able to do that? I don't know. And if you're not, well, good luck getting anything from America because you haven't put in anything oh, towards you, America. If you uh, retire with six hundred thousand dollars, you're gonna be fine. I mean, um, would you? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you already own a house and you've paid off the mortgage. I know that Australia, at least you know, a few years ago, they said that if you if you retire with five hundred thousand dollars, you're fine. Yeah, you know, but from sixty five. But you're talking cost of living too has also gone up in Australia. Yeah, probably I know. Yeah, so too. with, with so, a few years ago thing, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how. It like China's now, China's cheap to live in, so that's the great thing about it. You're earning a lot of money, like Pat was saying, but you're also not spending tons, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can save a lot. Whereas yeah. back home, I mean, you're yeah, I mean, you're not going to be earning much, and the cost of living so high, it's you know. Yeah, it's just money down the drain. So, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we will be back in just a minute. All right, guys, we're back. Sorry for the break. We ran out of uh, room on the GarageBand recording, so <laughs> we'll start back where we left off. Um, and we were discussing a few things during the break, and what we could talk about during this uh, segment of it. And I think Big Guy had a point over here. Yeah. Okay. First question, another hypothetical, um, and this is for anyone. Um, what would happen if uh, you did have a little bit of career progression? So when everyone saw this video, they thought, oh, God, you know, I'm only going to be here for 20 years, and after that time I'm still going to be, um, you know, clucking like a chicken. Um, what would happen if you, say, you started working in a public school or a high school maybe you're teaching maths or science and then maybe you get a job in a university or you uh, have a little bit of an ownership in a school does it then become so scary a prospect to stay in china for 20 years that's uh, a really good question yeah it is a good question for two reasons <coughs> one of the reasons is the fact that uh i think i forgot one of the reasons <laughs> 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 Two reasons sound better than one. I've only got one, but I need to make it have more punch. Uh, two reasons, guys. No, I definitely did have two. No, it's good because if you like, you can feel better about yourself. For example, if you 
if you own some of a school. Um, but still, you never know with China what they're going to do with foreigners. If they say, look, we just don't need any more teachers or, you know, even if they do need them, which they do. Yeah. Um, you know, that you never know how much they're going to crack down. And then you just got to get out of the country. Yeah. So even though you own bloody part of a, a, a school or whatever, um, it counts for nothing. You just got to go back to your home country. Yeah. Um, so it, it's so hard to know where you truly stand, you know? I don't know, man, maybe there's a way of finding out where, if you're truly locked in and you're safe, you don't need to worry about it at yeah. all. Like maybe if you get married to a Chinese person, uh, that that changes things. Like it means that China can never just kick you out or whatever. I don't know, but maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe you can set something up. So if you go back to your home country, you'll still own the business just as much as you were in China and then you don't need to worry. I don't know. Yeah, well... Um, oh, sorry, and one more thing. With the oh, he did have to. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. the, the thing about progression with, like, going to uni and doing maths or whatever, um, it, you might have more dignity, but the pay is either the same or less. Like, if I became a maths teacher or whatever, I will definitely get less pay than I am now. Definitely. Um... Mm. and mm. get yeah. like two jobs and whatever with those types of things I think it's much harder to get away with they're going to expect way more for way less money yeah but see um, and I was thinking about this when I was in the toilet uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, China you can view it as like a drug okay you can view it as uh, if it's a type of drug because it's uh, says the guy that's never done any drugs <laughs> ah, excuse oh, me I've done that's... math no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, it's kind of like a drug because it's like the here and now is so fun and exciting and great. The salary is better. The lifestyle is better. The country in a lot of ways is more exciting and better. But in the long run, it's not nearly as good as playing it safe and not doing the drug. So you can kind of view it as that. And what you were saying where you were like, oh, the guy's dancing as a turkey. But come on, is that really going to be the case? And it's not going to be the case. Obviously, well, we're already not doing that. Well... I do it from time to time. <laughs> I did have to dress up as Santa Claus for Christmas. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So for the most part, you're not going to do it. And after 20 years, you're definitely not going to be doing that. Like, there's no way you're going to be doing that. Those there's guys... There's other teachers to do it for Yeah, there's yeah. other guys to do it for you. And those guys in those videos must have been, like, complete losers from their countries. And they were like, book, I'm going to China. And they were 45. And they just started. But you're not going to have to do that. So that's not really even going to be a thing. So you don't have to worry about it. Uh, I went to an international school when I first came to China. Super legit. It was Wahaha. Do y'all know that water, Wahaha? No. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a school owned by Wahaha. And, uh, super nice. Wait, is this, Very this isn't the one, the other one, the other international school, is it? The one that I went to, Temple. It's not no, 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 no. No, this is a much better one. Um, and, you know, very high end. And I went in there and I was like, you know, thinking about getting a job there. I ended up not getting a job there, obviously. But I saw a white guy in there and he was uh, he was in a suit, man. Okay? Looked like he was probably like 40 years old. And he meets me. He's like, hey, man, uh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from America. And he's like, oh, I'm from the States. What state? Blah, blah, blah. And we start talking. Super legit. Like, this guy's very legitimate. Okay? He's definitely not teaching. He's only there for like management or something like that. So like the head of the teaching department or whatever. If you were a guy like that, zero shame. Straight up, zero shame. The only thing you have to worry about for a guy like that is the safety. But other than the safety, you're good to go, man. You're legit. You're in a freaking suit every day and you don't have to teach and you just manage people. 
How, where's the problem with that? And I feel like if you put in your time and you've got 20 years and you have been a good quality person and teacher, you could get that position. And if you got that position, then it's like, what's the problem? There's no problem. Uh, it comes you, back to kind of what Jack was saying about, you know, you never know when China might crack down. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, that's the biggest risk, you know. Yeah, yeah. To it's, gamble. So. Yeah. The, the safety yeah. becomes the problem. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the safety is going to be a problem. I don't think there, there's ever going to be a way around it. As a foreigner no. in China, there's no way around it. But at the same time, sorry, Mario, do you want to say something? <laughs> 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 He's so, he's so uh, humble of you. Know, he is a very humble guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I was speaking to mum about this because I seriously have been in a, like a crisis. So I've been like contacting a lot of people. And mum was saying, basically the only jobs that don't have, uh, that, that are super secure are like public service jobs, you know, mm. so government stuff. And yeah. um, there's really no other jobs in, in even in your home country that is going to be super stable, you know? Um, I guess the one that you want to go for, flight attendant, well, that it's, is I think stable. if it's a major... Oh, no what? No, yeah, I think if it's so. a major company, it's pretty stable. Like, if it's a company worth, like, I don't know, let's say above a billion dollars, it's pretty stable. If it's worth, like... Five hundred thousand dollars and it's a local thing. No, fuck that. These flight companies they're up and down like crazy. You have one crash and that's it. No one wants to ride. They have to uh, let off workers. Okay, it would have to be uh, okay in America. Uh, and this is what I've heard: uh, the nine eleven big hit. Okay, that was a big hit and they struggled. Oh, yeah. But are people ever really going to stop flying? They're never going to stop flying. People might get laid off. You're right. However, for the most part, nobody's getting laid off because that one accident, nine eleven. If you look at the track record for like uh, American flight companies, they never have fatal crashes. It never happens. It happens like once every fifteen years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And when they do it, maybe it's I didn't not your company. The flight company for the nine eleven. Uh, it was United. Uh, had they had many crap? Well, not crashes. Oh, probably not. Hijackings before that. Probably not. No. Oh, okay. It was a freak accident that ain't gonna happen again because they fixed the problem. Were they all United Airlines planes? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the way I view that. It's like there's certain the way I view companies is you can a trust a company that's worth over a billion dollars. For example, Google, you can trust Google. Yeah, they're gonna ask for your information, but you can trust them because they're freaking enormous. And if they do something sketchy and you let the world know, that hits their company like a mother effort. So you gotta trust these companies. Airlines, you can trust them. People ain't gonna stop flying. It's gonna happen. Okay, whether they have a crash or not, they're gonna fly. Mm-hmm. So you can trust them, man. I think you can. But if it's a company, I would say one that's like on its way out. For example, Radio Shack. Did you ever have Radio Shack? Yeah. Okay, Radio Shack. Ooh, you could see that fall from a mile away. Okay, they were a freaking tech company, but old tech. It was like rate, literally radios. <laughs> it's like and like remote control cars. It's like, dude, people ain't gonna keep buying that crap. So naturally, it went out. But you can spot one that's on the rise, just go for that one. Or you can spot one that's been steady for like 50 years, just oh, go for that one. Oh, okay. Here's a good example. What about Borders Bookshop? That's that's dead now, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what that is. We don't have that. Yeah, that's uh, an American company. Borders? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Oh, well, it was like... I think, I'm pretty sure it used to be at least at least top three biggest bookstores. It was like, mm-hmm. like Barnes & Noble. Yeah, Barnes & Noble. Okay, let's yeah. talk about Barnes & Noble. Borders and then like oh, some some other one. But um, but Borders was huge, and then that just completely went out of business. So, and that would definitely have been billion dollar 
company, would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, you're yeah, right. You Some yeah. companies, like we had a company that was a competitor with Walmart, and they went down because Walmart was better. But it's like that's only going to happen if you are in a company that's not as good as the other one, and the other one takes over. Well, if that happens, just get the buck out and go to the new one. And then when that one goes down, get the buck out and get right, Amazon. You can't so be sure like that, if yeah? you uh, if your uh, airline goes out of business or whatever, you can't be sure that when you go to the next company that they're going to be like, yeah, come on, come on board. You know? uh, yeah, if you keep trying, you'll get a job eventually. You might have to try for a year, maybe two years. So then we've just come full circle to you can't be, there's no such thing as a stable job. If you're trying to get a job for a year, then it's clearly not stable. Okay, if you look at these airlines, dude, they've been around forever, okay? And they're worth so much money. There's no way it's just going to be like, oh my gosh, we're taking a hit because for some reason flying isn't popular now. No, it'll be something, yeah, okay, a crash could be one or several crashes in a short period of time. But that's, oh, or, or, um, like, there, there's some like a tariffy type of thing that really affects them in some way. You know, just some big business. Uh, I've got one change. word for you. Trains. Oh, <laughs> it really was one word. I didn't know you <laughs> No, trains are, dude, don't even come at me. Uh, ben Shapiro actually did a little study Wait, on do you this. mean like the Hong Kong train or something? Oh, yeah, it's Ben Shapiro here. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But Ben Shapiro did do a study on this because I always was curious about that too. I was like, why don't we have trains? Why does our public transport suck really bad? Here's why. You ready? They're, they were wanting to build a, uh, a train in California that went from San Francisco to LA. Okay? That's a decent distance, but it's not really that far. Uh, the flights there are very. Oh, oh. Come down. Keep going. <laughs> okay. The flights there are very cheap. Maybe like $100, maybe less, maybe like 50 bucks. So the flights are not bad. He said that in order to build that train system, each person in the state of California could take 58, each person, okay? Each person, babies, grandparents, people that never leave their house, could take 58 flights from LA to San Francisco, and then that would finally make up for the cost. Sounds to me like it's a waste of money. Would y'all not agree? <laughs> no. I mean, that's pretty... Who's taking 58 fights? Oh, yeah. That, that's a complete waste of money. But um, I think that project, that had heaps of issues with the money was getting wasted and all this crap. It was costing a fortune. If they had it just brought in some little Chinese fellas, they would have done it way cheaper, you know? Like, remember Hong Kong? You know. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right. It's, it's a good point. And getting back to the companies and, and what's a stable job or not, I think there is a difference listening to both of you between uh, piloting uh, or a job like that and working in um, China. Because the thing is, if you're in China and the, and the government kicks you out, uh, you don't have any skills to even go for the new job. Whereas the flight attendant, at least you've got that flight attendant skill and you can stay in your country. Your career's not just flatlined. Yeah. Um, so I guess the moral is, and this is what my dad said to me, which I didn't heed, but he said, if you're going to stay in China, you can't just, you know, um, like stick your finger. Anyway, you, you have to take, uh, take it seriously and pursue every opportunity you can. You know, go to the meetups, shake people's hands. Uh, if someone offers you a a strange job but you think there's potential modeling shoes or something you should take it and um <laughs> yeah. uh, and i didn't but yeah if you were thinking of a long-term life in china that i think that could be one of the few ways to to seriously give yourself uh the best i guess leverage in case it does fall flat and we know it can um you saw with uh huawei getting in trouble recently in foreign countries 
for spying, uh, which is all true, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, their CEOs got uh, uh, taken into custody and China responded. I think Canada took in uh, the CEO, the guy in Canada for Huawei, took in the Chinese guy over there. China responded by just finding grabbing this Canadian businessman and throwing him in jail, you know? And so that, that that's always looming over your head. It's like, if your country isn't on good terms with China, they'll just turn around and say, all right, every, um, you know, New Zealander here, get them out or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah that is so, that's so true, man. Because that's the thing. Let's say something, uh, now y'all's relationship with China is, what is that? Is not, it good? It's not great. It's not great. Oh no, it's good, man. We yeah, trade with good. them heaps. Yeah, yeah but don't but believe all that. that. No, that's just the yeah. scare newsy <laughs> stuff. Oh really? <laughs> oh, look. Okay, a, so it's a little bit of like they, they get a bit of annoyed with each other, but it's nothing like okay, super duper serious. No, it's all over the South China Sea because uh, you know how China keeps building their little fake islands to try mm. and claim that territory. That territory yeah. And then uh, America's against it, and we obviously we're America's ally ahead of China's. And so we then say, yeah, we're against China. And China gets pissed off when they hear us say that because they know that we're trying to uh, play both sides. You know, we, like, we, we want to be friends with China and America. Anyway, that's uh, Australia's fine, but that's just a minor thing. No. Yeah, well, that is uh, th that's a real uh, issue you bring up because uh, if your country is a prominent country that's doing like big interactions with China often, which America is definitely one of those, it can get scary sometimes because if you're not on good terms, you're right. They can do some crap and they can say, oh, well, we're pissed off at your country right now. So what we're doing, we're going to put this whole thing into effect. And since they're communists, they can do it as fast as they want. It's like before you know it, it's like, oh, Americans aren't allowed to be in uh, China. Sorry, gone. You have to be yeah. up by the April 31st. <laughs> <Yeah>. There's, <laughs> also, um, there's also that other thing, too, about uh, China's ability to bring up laws which foreigners have no idea about yeah. until the last minute. Yeah, like, and it's not like uh, Australia. Like the e-bike e thing, then. That I was, yeah, that yeah, I exactly. dropped you guys a message about, about the helmets and the license plates, which... I had no idea until my workmate told me. So there was like happened? a month notice tops. You know? oh, it's like in uh, Australia, it's like a yeah. year's notice. Yeah, yeah. The the e-bikes e apparently you need now. We need license plates, and you have to wear a helmet. Okay. After three months, and you know, but it's if you weren't in the know, then how the hell would you know? Yeah. So you'd be yeah. racking up fines left, right, and center. So. And they're making yeah. it illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fines, by the way, can can we just say how much the fines are? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The fines, go ahead, man. Uh, they're equivalent of about what three dollars US. Three dollars, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and uh, how much? How much do you make a month again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make up to five thousand a month. So if you're getting a three dollar fine two times a month, it's not going to be the end of your life. Uh, however. It is annoying and it's bullcrap. And if it China goes this route, yep. uh, this is another reason to leave China. Because it's like, look, if you're going to try to get to where you're always finding people for this and you have laws everywhere, it's annoying. I don't like it. And when you go to places like Thailand, I was getting stopped like freaking crazy and having to pay like 15 bucks every time I got stopped. And it's just bullcrap. It's annoying and you don't want to deal with it. Oh, I have a, I have a question. Go ahead. So in the video... So Pencer mentions about Vietnam, yeah? Yeah. So would you think that if, like, would you go to Vietnam, if you were someone like me who plans to live here, would you go to Vietnam before you 
like go back to your home country and, and try and sort things out there? Or would you just be like, okay, I'm clearly, have a, I'm a lost cause. <clears throat> um, the chance for me to get out, it's only a matter of time in Vietnam. I'll just go out to Australia now. Yeah, I would say, uh, well, it depends on what type of person you are. If you care about the dignity, then you might want to get out now and just say, buck Vietnam. Because obviously the, the dignity is not going to be any better in Vietnam. It's not like Vietnam tr- treats you with more respect. Okay, sorry. Okay, same maybe, thing. maybe in terms of pay, I mean. Oh, in terms of pay? But I think the pay will just decline and then... Yeah, yeah, Essentially, yeah. it's really hard to say. Yeah. And then the, the pay will go up in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's looking like that might end up happening. Like, pretty much China will become the new Japan and Vietnam will become the new China. And then it's like, that's the way it's going to be. If that happens, then yeah, you want to bail on China if you want to stay in Asia and go to Vietnam. But Vietnam, you got to realize, ain't the same country. So, A, it's going to be hot year-round. You cool with that? If you're cool with that, that's okay. Uh, they're going to have a rainy season. That's annoying. And uh, has a rainy season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but they've got a uh, yeah they've got these little things that you have to worry about, and you know you got to kiss e bikes goodbye. You gotta uh, you gotta worry. You got it's just a different life there. So it's like if you're okay with that, go for it. I think I would be okay with it, but uh, yeah, it's just gonna be different. So it's gonna take some getting used to. And as of right now, the salaries there suck. They suck so bad. Probably a thousand U.S. dollars a month. You'll make that much work at McDonald's in America. Uh, I don't think you're right about that. He said six thousand starting salary. Ah, uh, Kwai. That's about less than a thousand. Wow. That's bad. So I mean, if that's the situation, don't even go there right now. And I was talking to a guy that taught there, and he was telling me he's like, "Oh yeah, we make this much." I told him how much we make in China. He's like, "God, oh, man," he was blown away. How do you not know about China? That's the most famous place. He said when he came, he was from the UK, and he was just like, he hated the UK, probably similar to your situation. And he was just like, dude, I got to get out of here. So he was like, oh, teaching in um, Asia. And then he saw like Vietnam jobs. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm just going to Vietnam. So he just went to Vietnam, didn't think anything about it. And then he's just like, oh, this is the norm, I guess. And then when he heard about China, he's like, oh, dang, that's crazy. But you know how it is. I mean, he's learned the language decently, so he's committed. There's no getting out at this point. And that's how. It, that's another thing, dude. If you commit to a place and you learn the language, that's a problem sometimes. <laughs> because now if you go to Vietnam, it's like, well, that was a waste, and I got to start over. Well, and this is bull crap. Hmm. But this is a whole to have a language. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's always good. You're always going to benefit from having the language. It just would really suck if you had to move to Vietnam and you you know Chinese, and it's like, well, that's bull crap. It would suck. Um, How do you order a glass of water again, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's... That's the hard one. Very sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so with Jack, because this really does apply to Jack, because, yeah, I mean, in case you don't already know, he wants to live here for life, and uh, many people are blown away. I know my family always... This is the only one I know who wants to do that. Yeah, it's committed. Um, and the, one of the crazy things about it is he, he can't get the citizenship. Um, so, you know, he's never going to be Chinese, so to speak. And so, yeah, for him, uh, this really is very, yeah, you know, we need, yeah, we need to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I see, I see, I'm, I'm 
This guy came in with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it to my current plan for any people that are in my situation. Um, Get your A out here, man. Y'all sit so well, right? My, my plan is I've got a few projects on the horizon as most, you know, geniuses do. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so the one plan is, yeah, the coding, as I said before, keep working on it. Make sure that my Chinese gets better. And I have a book that um, I, I want to, you know, I, I need to learn to draw, unfortunately, unfortunately first, but I want to have like a picture book that I, that I release as well. And uh, <clears throat> also I want to do like, um, ch- like shortened versions of Chinese and English stories and then simplify the language and then try and get that into Chinese public schools and also into... Uh, Australian public schools. So, for example, I want to have like um, simplified versions of a Chinese famous story, various of them, um, in very simple Chinese language, and make Australia read that, and vice versa. You know, they're my yeah. projects. Okay, that sounds pretty sweet. I don't know if there's a lot of money to be made there. Who knows? Maybe there is. I will say this: we're gonna have to take a break again. Uh, it's gonna cut off right now. So we'll be back in a minute. All right, guys, so we're going to uh, finish up now with the final thoughts. So we'll each go around, give our final thoughts on the situation, some advice, and uh, leave you on that note. So I guess I'll go first. Bug yeah. it. <laughs> so, so what i got to say is I would recommend um, – I hate to say it, but I'd recommend getting out. And I know that's what I'm doing, so that's probably why I'm recommending it. But uh, I'd say get out. Uh, don't make it a long-term thing. You're going to be safer in your home country because your home country, you know it. It's your bread and butter. You were raised there. You're a citizen. You've got all the benefits. You're going to get what the government promised you your whole life. Whereas in China, you ain't getting crap because they don't care about you. Because you're not their citizen and they don't care. Your friends all want to you know, need the government, don't they? Because they're on welfare, yeah? No. Or your brothers and stuff? Nobody I know is on welfare. Oh, you a hole. <laughs> 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 What a day, huh? <laughs> so yeah, I would say get out and you go back to your country and hopefully you've got a degree. And if you got a degree, I think you'll be okay. If you don't have a degree, you're, oh man, you might be better off just staying in China. I hate to say it, but you might be better off. Would y'all agree? You don't have a degree. If you don't have a college degree. Yeah. Um, well, that means you're stuck in your current job. Yeah, you're stuck in your current job. But if you go back home, it's like uh, McDonald's? Yeah, but you uh, can Walmart? start over. If you don't even want to start, dude, nobody country, in their screwed. mid to late twenties wants to start over a university. That's Mark. That's me. Because <laughs> yeah. I, because um, I picked it. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. just uh, only because, kind of, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You don't want to be here long term. Um, you know, for me, in my personal circumstances, uh, China was just uh, more of a working holiday, just yeah. to see another country, explore, and you know, make money at the same yeah. time. But um, yeah, I mean, look, when I go back home, I am I pick the career which, if you're gonna stick with it for a long time, unless you start your own gym, it's not really a very good career to be in. So, yeah, I mean, I will go back to uni and uh, and do it again. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but yeah, my recommendation is don't come here for a long period unless you're going to improve your skills somehow. Kind of yeah. like what Jack's doing. So, yeah, yeah the, that's uh, that's gonna be crucial. I will say though, uh, if you come here, I I do recommend it. It's like. Uh, 
Me personally? Uh, <laughs> I fed a girl here. And it looks like Jack fed a girl here. So it's like, you might get something big out of it. And a wife is a big deal. It's like, okay, daggum, you went there and you got a wife? That's pretty legit. And so, they know how I look, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, they saw your rap song. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so if you get a wife out of it, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's, you can't even put a price on that, okay? So, so that's big. And you might end up getting something like that from it. Or you might get, you know, an experience of a lifetime that you'll always hold with you, very close to you, and be like, oh, I'll never forget my time in China. And that's big. That's worth a lot. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to be real with your future and say, okay, yeah, maybe I found a wife here and maybe I love my work. But what is my life going to be like when I'm 65? I don't know. And that scares me. I think my best choice is to just get out. And, you know, America and probably Australia is the same. They're very good at welcoming other, um, you know, immigrants to the country. So if, if my girl wants to come in, she can become a citizen. So that's not going to be an issue. Uh, whereas for me here in China, that is an issue. So you also got to look at that. So it's like, who is it going to be more convenient for? And uh, for me, I feel like America is the more convenient place. I don't like America a lot. I'm not a fan of it. There's a lot of things about it that I hate. And I don't want to be there right now. But like I said, it's like a drug. <laughs> right now, China's the drug. You want to do it. But in the long run, you want to be healthy. And America's healthy. And that's why you want to go there. So I would say get out. That's my thing. Uh, but make sure you've got a good situation back in your, your home country. If you don't, yeah, I don't know, man. It's up to you. But yeah. Yeah, and, and when you come to China, it does give you opportunities that you flat out won't get in your own country you came from. I don't care what country it was. Uh, you can come here and you can start a business. You can um, open a restaurant. You can, I mean, I kind of went, I've got 15% of this school I work at and we started it from the ground up. I can't start a school back in Australia. Uh, you can. Well, I think you should tell them the details of, you know, stuff. Yeah, that was a bit, that was a bit clickbait. <laughs> uh, when I say start the school, I mean um, I didn't. It's not registered under my name, but uh, the girl started it, and she was looking for a foreign teacher. She found me. <laughs> now she did offer me fifty percent. Fifty. Fifty. But I. Fifty. Yeah, she did at the start. God, why did you take that? Uh, well, I was. I knew I wasn't going to commit full time. I didn't want to, you know, do a dirty. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> The, okay. the the point is that uh, and furthermore uh, this is only a three day a week job during my free time um, I'm designing games now uh, and I know that sounds really cool but it's not as cool as it sounds um, just board well, games but the po- Anyway, the point is that um, you've got the flexibility to uh, pursue those crazy, wacky dreams. You want to try and make it as a YouTube star, you can do that. You want to try and make it as a podcast star, you can do that. You want to try and uh, write your own books and get them in every Chinese school and every Australian school. Yeah, it sounds bold. You think you're crazy when you hear that. I've already been offered the job. Yeah, job offers, well, <laughs> job offers being made. So, um, you, in a way, if you didn't come to China, I know if I didn't come to China, I'd be uh, regretting, you know, that for the rest of my life, thinking, oh God, you know what? I just stayed inside my shell, and uh, and so uh, that's yeah, it, it really is great. But uh, <clears throat> um, 
uh, yeah, yeah, like Patton said, like Mark said, uh, you, you want to have a good situation waiting for you back home because um, China, it is really hard for it to be a permanent thing. <sighs> okay, and that's... Uh, no, you don't, don't get cut off by that bullcrap phone. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're up. Wait, wait, didn't, didn't, wait, no, you had some other clickbait. You said, talk about the... Uh... No, they, I think he covered it. Oh, really? Yeah, the okay. job thing. I called him clickbait because he said he had 15% of the company. That's my clickbait thing. Because, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I realize you're a part of that company. But at the same time, it's isn't it kind of like a... Uh, you get 15% of the money earned? Yeah. Yeah, I don't pay for the expenses. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not like you're like uh, making big executive decisions and be like, oh, do you? <laughs> Oh yeah, we uh we do make it together. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not that she has to, but the main reason is uh if she doesn't do that, she's alone. And I think if you you know, I'm sure if anyone's ever started a business alone, you can vouch for this, which is um it sucks. You really want to do it with someone else. Uh you know, two minds are better than one, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's lonely too if you uh, have this company and it does start to succeed. It's great to share that with someone, not just like, you know, or open a bottle of wine by yourself and be like, yeah, I did it. Or <laughs> <laughs> you killed it on that. Exactly. Come on, what you got? Um, I think, I think what Mark is doing represents, I guess Anne-Marie as well, but especially Mark represents the majority of the people that come to China. They, they just need to switch it up. They've been in their life for too long and then they go back. And yeah. I think that's, that's probably the best usage that that's that's what china is truly for just to get your life some more excitement mm. and i then just go back i think that's the best way to use china mm. um mari is definitely right as well about the job opportunities that you just don't get i mean for example i mean it's not so much now but definitely when we came here you just walk around and people will literally just walk up to you saying you know uh we need we need teachers you know can you teach for us yeah and you know i haven't experienced that in maybe a year uh, P, person walk. Oh wait, no, sorry, no, it did happen. No, 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 the last time it happened was maybe I don't know four months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a random teacher lied and said, "Oh, I think you're really handsome," blah blah blah, and then she just watched my teacher. So, <laughs> um, but still, obviously, it's nice. Uh, I've still got her on WeChat. On the, you know, I could easily contact her for a job if I needed it. Yeah, yeah. as more than just one. There's plenty of people. Yeah. Um. So it's cool that you know, it's still very easy to get a job, but you know, we've discussed that. Um. But the job opportunities for other stuff, um, Mark can do. Murray can do his um, gaming thing. Although it is illegal, by the way, what's what Murray's doing? Uh, he said that he's on. He's trying to because China really wants um, coding jobs and just computery, softwarey jobs. They only want to give you jobs for that. So. My, they don't need people making board games for them. <laughs> so, so they're not, they didn't give him a board game visa. They gave him a visa. Tomorrow's news. China needs board game makers. <laughs> oh, they, um, China's ripe for the picking, by the way. They... Oh, God. Okay. You oh, yeah, don't even know. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Murray's right. There's a game called Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, it, um, <clears throat> it exists in, I think, just two languages, Chinese and English. And uh, I think the Chinese market is actually bigger than the English market, just purely because there's so many people in China. Yep. Um, so it's a 
you know, it, the thing about China is it's so huge. It's a huge market for, for anything. You know, it doesn't have to be a popular thing. You're still going to get a lot of money out of it, potentially just because there's so many people here. Um, but yeah, job opportunities. Yeah, people are more willing to start things up with you because you are still special that they see you as having a different culture so you can offer different stuff. Um, I think that's the reason why Anna, you know, Murray's, um, that's not a real name, but Murray's, um, you know, the person <coughs> that he works with um, might like him partly and, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just think, uh, no, no, I'm talking in terms of, in terms of, as a business uh, partner. Okay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I just think what Murray said is completely true. It's opportunities that you can get. <laughs> that are harder elsewhere. And I think if you just want to just try, especially if you if you have a, a business mind and you want to just start a business, try here. If it fails here, go back. But maybe if it if you're struggling in your home country, come here, give it a shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Mark, you got anything we got? Um, no, no, I'm good, man. Pretty much <laughs> okay. my, my bit was my bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was, I was just joking with my uh, okay. uh, Yeah, I will say, I'll say one more thing. Yeah, like y'all were saying, it, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll, when you're here for a while, you'll you'll realize that you can either go a route where you get a high salary and you work high hours. That's what Jack's doing. Or you can work uh, low hours and get a lower salary, but it's still definitely a decent salary. And that's kind of what me and uh, Murray are doing. And then Mark's just kind of in the middle where it's like your schedule's not crazy, but it's not super, super chill. Yeah, yeah. And your salary's pretty good and it's just whatever. It yeah, works out. Yeah. That's usually, you know, he's, he hasn't been here long, so that's why. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so you can work out what you want. And if you want to go the chill route and be like, oh, I want to open up opportunities for board games or YouTube channel or whatever, it's literally the perfect place for that. Because you can find yourself working like me personally. I'll go in at 4.30 uh, every day, not every day, five days a week, and I'll work for three hours, and then I'm out. And it's like, okay, so that means every day till four o'clock, I'm free. And you can do anything. I mean, if you want to do a podcast, do it. If you want to do YouTube, do it. If you want to start a little online company, do it. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing with my programming. I just do it in my spare <clears throat> yeah. time. And you can, you can do the programming. You can learn the language. You can do anything because you have so much effing free time. And you'll never get that in the West. It's never going to happen. If you want a high salary in the West, you're going to be working for it. No way around it. That's the only option. Right on. So I think that's the big thing China has going for itself is uh, it just opens you up to new opportunities that, like y'all said, y'all wouldn't have before. And then if you do the things where it's like, Oh, hey, what's your name? Uh, we're a modeling company. I think, was it me and you? Yeah. It's me and you. <laughs> we, we got uh, asked one time to model shoes. Yeah, we did. And they were like, hey, you want to do shoes? <laughs> and, uh, I swear they were more interested in Murray than me. I was so disappointed. No, I was that's like, because <laughs> your feet were one size too big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Asia, <laughs> the feet are not big. So I have a uh, size 12. I think the most I'll go to is like 11. So for me, I, my feet were too big. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we can do some photo shoots of y'all in some shoes. <laughs> Didn't they say switched up once they saw your feet and they were disappointed? Then they said, oh, well, would you be interested in modeling handbags? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, uh, from day one in China, I've always said, if I get a modeling opportunity, I'm going to take it just to see what it's like. I don't care if it sucks or if it's great, whatever. I just want to try it. Unfortunately, that was my only chance, and it didn't work. And I was like, yeah. But uh, no, like, you'll find yourself, you can do a model uh, thing. That's like the main side job, other than English, that you can probably do. Uh, but yeah, it's like you, you might find yourself judging an English competition. 
I know one time I was asked uh, by somebody if I could be friends with their son and get paid for it. It's like you, you might find these little weird situations that you'll never find in the West. And that's cool about China because you, you, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind experience. Like you're just not going to see that anywhere. So if you're, you know, like, I think that's why it's good to stay here for like three years. Dip your foot into everything. And when I first got to China, that's what I did. If somebody said, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, I want you to do this job. I was guaranteed doing it. I wasn't doing it because of the money, really. It was more of like, uh, this might lead to something else. So I know when I worked for my mom, uh, when I first got here, there was a woman that worked there that had a kid. And she's like, oh, can you teach my kid like one night a week? I'll pay you like, I don't know. What, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. I guess like 200 kwai for one hour. So I would go there once a week and it was miss. It was not worth the money. You would have to travel like 20 minutes, teach the class, go home. And it's like, that's not worth 200 kwai. But I was like, maybe she'll have some friends and they'll be like, oh, you're, oh, can we, can he come over here? And then before you know it, you've got a gig where it's like, oh, now I'm teaching for one hour and I'm making 700 kwai. That's legit. Okay. I'll do that one. So that's how I was when I first got here. I'm not that way anymore. I'm just kind of mellowed out and I'm just like, Bucky, I want the chill life and the decent salary. That's all I want. And I've got it and I'm happy. But yeah, you, you, it's the, the, the possibilities are endless as long as you're open to everything. That's pretty much what I'm getting at. And uh, yeah, who knows? You might even find yourself in a situation where you can be like, uh, I know there's musicians in China. Oh, yeah. Foreigners. I don't know how much they get paid, but they're doing it. Do you know? No, I don't. Uh, but I did see some uh, the other night. What's the country that's in uh, the South America that's having all the trouble at the moment? Venezuela. Yeah, I saw a Venezuelan band. And man, they were performing their hearts out. They, uh, <laughs> they probably wanted to do everything not to get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is, uh, it's crazy. And you'll see, because, you know, almost everybody's an English teacher. But you'll see somebody from time to time. I know I taught with a guy one time at my international school. And it was his first teaching job. He had been here for like 10 years. It's like, dude, what have you been doing? He was married. He had a kid. It's like, what? He was a musician. He was a pianist for a band. For 10 years in China. And it's just like, how does that even happen? But apparently somebody's paying them, and I'm, I'm assuming they're making decent money. So, you know, who knows? There's always an opportunity here. But it is changing, and it's changing for the worse. And eventually, I don't think white people are going to be so special. It's just going to kind of be like what I feel like Vietnam is right now, where it's like you see enough of them that nobody really cares. Uh, which is not going to be a good day. But... <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's it. Y'all done? Everybody's done. All right. Well, that's going to be it for the podcast. We'll see you next time.